You're listening to Argy's Poetry Pickle Jar. Hello and welcome to Argy's Poetry Pickle Jar, the only podcast where we pickle the poems you'll love. Each week we lasso a wonder poet from across the world, rear them into the nook in your shoulder and hold them ransom till they share a poem they really love. They'll tell you why they love it, why it's brilliant, perhaps you may just agree. This week we are travelling to a magical part of the world where the road signs are unpronounceable. It is of course Wales, where this poet is based. He brought out his debut book way back in 2014, it's called My Family and Other Superheroes and it received loads of love from all types of readers. So much so that the collection won the Costa Poetry Award and the Wales Book of the Year People's Choice Award. His second collection, Jen, was equally loved by the masses. The best thing about this poet is he is the sort of poet you reach for when you're faced with one of those I hate poetry types of people. Welcome, Jonathan Edwards. Hello, Archie. Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for a lovely introduction. Really just a pleasure to be here. I forgot to mention you're also editor of Poetry Wales. Yes, exactly. Yes, in our, in our magical kingdom where we have a poetry magazine, which is a fantastic, fantastic um, magazine, uh, which has included many brilliant poets. Um, even someone called R.G. Manuel Pillai, who's, a, who's, a, who's noted uh, among many readers as a, as a brilliant writer. And would you say the Welsh poetry scene is booming at the moment? Yeah, so I mean, I, I I think Wales is a brilliant, brilliant place to be writing in. I think, um, particularly for uh, writing support, basically. So we we have Literature Wales um, who do the sort of thing that 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 you had with the Jewett Alvin mentoring. Literature Wales do that sort of thing in Wales. Uh, so the the kind of the writer support that we get in Wales is really kind of extraordinary and fantastic. We have a very vibrant reading scene in wales kind of live poetry and that sort of stuff um so you know covid's been a challenge for um for the magazine for sure because the whole the whole idea really with the magazine has been kind of making it the end result of a community you know and making the magazine about a community of readers so you know we've been doing lots of online workshops and online launches and in a way you know i mean suddenly suddenly you can get 24 readers into one launch you know from all parts of the world so um it, it's um there's, there's been nice things that we've managed to do um uh, despite the kind of the problems speaking of nice things you brought a very nice poem by alan perry into the studio today do you want to share the poem before we talk about it absolutely so this is um a poem by alan perry uh, it's called in the green bays in the green bays for John Davis. The kids all back at school. These days we have the top floor to ourselves. No horseplay, no hijinks, no boisterous talk, no sound at all, but for the click of balls, the scratch of chalk. We can hear ourselves breathe. We can hear ourselves soundlessly walk from pocket to pocket. 25 years, and less than a score of frames between us. Yet we haven't improved one jot, except now we botch our shots and fiddle the scoreboard with far more finesse. 
Sometimes we argue, sometimes we joke, sometimes we curse our luck or pull off a miracle stroke. Sometimes it feels like we're stranded in space, two minor deities, two unranked Sisyphuses, sending these colorful spheres on their fruitless errands, not permitted a rest or a break until we've exhausted every possible configuration. Sometimes we snooker ourselves and sometimes each other. Sometimes we play the percentages game and sometimes go for the pot. And sometimes as one lines up a shot, the other grown bored looks beyond the circle of light to the back of the hall where tabletops lie motionless and mute ranged in their dark like slabs. The stillness there is monolithic, absolute. Loved it, absolutely loved it. An amazing first time for a snooker poem in the pickle jar. Are you a big fan of Alan Perry? Why did you bring this one in? Yeah, I am. And I mean, he's also a friend. And I think I think poetry, poetry comes out of friendship. And I think the best poems make friends of us, even if we don't know the person, you know, but um, I mean, Alan's also a kind of life friend. And um, I worked with him as a kind of co-editor on um, an anthology of young Welsh writers for a number of years. So I think to me, you know, his work is kind of tied up with that notion of friendship and what it means to have poetry friends and those sorts of things. But this is also a poem about friendship, you know, and it's a poem about masculine friendship, actually. And yeah, that, that as a subject is quite under-celebrated, I think, in poetry and probably actually in society and in life, you know, I mean, I think, you know, the, if you stack up the number of, of romantic poems against the number of poems, particularly about masculine friendship, and I, th I think that, you know, there are all sorts of things tied up with that, uh, you know, in terms of how men are and in terms of the position of men in society and all those sorts of things. But I'm really, I'm sort of glad that you said that, that he wasn't a poet that you're aware of, because I think that um, he's, a he's a brilliant poet, and to me, he's one of the most significant poets in Wales he's kind of um he's acknowledged as an influence by writers like Robert Minhinick and Stephen Knight and, and writers of, of, of that ilk but I think to me he's a poet who should be far more celebrated than he is and one thing that I've been very conscious of doing with the magazine is tackling kind of ageism basically which is there in poetry in poetry everywhere I think but it seems to me to be particularly acute in Wales. Like if you compare, for example, the way that Ireland venerates older writers, you know, massively and give, gives them kind of appropriate respect. I think that there, there are, there's, there's a whole group of, of writers in Wales who deserve to be far more in the public eye than they are. So I think this is this is a bit of a mission for me with the magazine, um, celebrating writers of this generation, basically. But the, the, I mean, this poem, I mean, this poem is sort of really, I suppose, kind of exemplary of the sort of thing, thing that he does, because it's, it's quite laid back, it's completely accessible, everything is really clear. I mean, you were saying earlier about poems for people who don't like poetry, right? And this, to me, this does this, because this is, this is a poem which communicates with, with anyone. And it's quite sort of conversational in, in some ways in approach. It's very conversational. And there's also a lot of nostalgia 
um, and love wrapped up in the whole piece, uh, which is powerful. The, th the thing which I think is extraordinary about this poem is the ending, the last kind of, the last, the last two stanzas really, and sometimes it's one lines up a shot, and then the last line which stands on its own, the stillness, there is monolithic absolute. Because in some ways there, I mean, this is a poem which is, this is a poem which is kind of about nothing happening. I mean, it opens with the kids all back at school these days, we have the top floor to ourselves. So it's, it's explicitly a kind of space and activity, which is, which is away from where the energy is, right? I mean, this is kind of a quiet place and the kind of slow pace and so on. And we're going through what seems to be kind of an everyday event, you know, um, these two people playing snooker. And to me, this is kind of indivisibly connected with, with snooker clubs in the valleys in Wales and the kind of oh, right. clubs in the valleys in Wales. But then at the end, the way that it takes off and the way that this becomes metaphorical, this whole experience, you know, when they look, when they, and, and the thing is that that penultimate stanza starts with the word and, and sometimes, and that and suggests an inevitability. Like, of course, all the time, this has been about this huge, huge metaphor for kind of mortality, really, which comes in at the end of the poem. And it's not inevitable, that movement. That movement in the poem is enormous, the gear change that happens at that point. And that's really where, where poems are when they take off and you thought they were one thing and they become something else indeed and the way the way that that's handled with that very, very casual and as though that extraordinary extraordinary metaphorical dimension is just kind of inevitable i mean again the kind of the poems for people who don't like poems i mean this is kind of engaging with something enormous at the end about the human condition and mortality and, and all yeah that. I, I totally agree i think that whole section sometimes we argue sometimes we joke sometimes we curse our luck or pull off a miracle stroke um, it's just so metaphorical about the rest of life. Um, I'm really interested in what you said about snooker clubs as well. Is there a lot of closed down or abandoned snooker clubs out there in Wales? Um, I don't really know. I don't really know why this is the case. But I mean, certainly in the part of South Wales that I live, basically um, snooker clubs have got... Um, they're there basically so you have like the village that i live in and this is true of several villages around where i live tiny village like nothing nothing here i mean now actually no pubs like zero pubs and there yeah. were ten, 10 years ago there were 10 um and uh you know barely a corner shop like literally if you you you, you can drive through several villages around where i live and think um what happened there like like did 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 i just miss like a space in the universe or something when i drove through this place because there's nothing there but there'll be a snooker club there right for, for, you know in all of these places and so um the the what's being described in this poem about the quietness and the the slow pace is like really a very a very archetypal kind of valley's experience basically the the um it just reminds me of 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 being kind of a teenager and going to these places and they have this very distinctive atmosphere like the curtains are always closed at three o'clock in the afternoon and you've just got this kind of darkness and like just these just people shuffling around they the um i mean this there's kind of a uh, an interesting very limited in number kind of subgenre of snooker and pool poems that i mean the um it's the ferryman's arms i think isn't it the don patterson poem is the first poem in 
nil nil. And I mean that that poem is engaged with mortality in in the in in the same way that in the same way that this poem is. Yeah. The, the other thing that I love, and it's quite a risk, the way that that metaphorical dimension at the end of the poem is is given to us very concretely and visually. The tabletops lie motionless and mute, ranged in their dark like slabs, which is a wonderful simile. But then it does take a real risk at the end because the poem ends on two adjectives and they're quite abstract, you know, monolithic and absolute. It's quite a risk that, um, but, but seems to be absolutely perfect in terms of the in terms of the bigness, really, of what's being said at the end of that poem. Do you play snooker? You don't really strike me as a snooker player. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, I'm, I'm a kind of uh, Alex Hurricane Higgins, basically, of the snooker table. I, I'm, I'm completely erratic, like I'll be completely crap for a couple of frames, and then I'll do something just completely ridiculously good. No one, no one will have seen coming, particularly me, you know, at the point at which I was taking the shot. So yeah, this is, um, this is a kind of, um, I, I, I recognize the, I recognize the situation being described in this poem. Jonathan, thank you so much for coming in and bringing the first ever snooker poem into the pickle jar. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Oh, it's a pleasure. And thank you for doing this and for everything you do for Poetry RG. It's just a, just a, such a, such a brilliant thing. In the Green Bays by Alan Perry For John Davies The kids all back at school These days we have the top floor to ourselves No horseplay, no hijinks, no boisterous talk No sound at all But for the click of balls, the scratch of chalk We can hear ourselves breathe we can hear ourselves soundlessly walk from pocket to pocket. 25 years and less than a score of frames between us. Yet we haven't improved one jot. Except now we botch our shots and fiddle the scoreboard with far more finesse. Sometimes we argue. Sometimes we joke. Sometimes we curse our luck or pull off a miracle stroke. Sometimes it feels like we're stranded in space. Two minor deities, two unranked Sisyphuses, sending these colourful spheres on their fruitless errands, not permitted a rest or a break until we've exhausted every possible configuration. Sometimes we snooker ourselves and sometimes each other. Sometimes we play the percentages game and sometimes go for the pot. And sometimes... As one lines up a shot, the other, grown bored, looks beyond the circle of light to the back of the hall where tabletops lie motionless and mute, ranged in there, dark like slabs. The stillness there is monolithic, absolute.